Hello and welcome. This is the weekly recap. Uh, my name is Jake. I'm here with Nick. Uh, it's going to be a nice, quiet episode tonight. Um, a true meeting of the minds. <laughs> and this is episode number 70. Today is September 2nd. It's incredible that it's September already. I've been living in Oregon for the past eight months now. Yeah. Officially eight months today. Oh, wow. I moved to Oregon. We're glad to have you back in Pittsburgh this weekend. And yeah, I've been, I'm back in Pittsburgh for some festivities. A couple of my friends, uh, Richard and Abby, got married yesterday. So I want to shout out them. Give congratulations. Them congratulations. Uh, we had a blast. Uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later on in the podcast. But <laughs> it's great to be a part of, of things like that, seeing people that you know, you've know you known since Christ. I mean, I've known Abby since I was like seven, probably. And then Richard and I have been really good friends since we were in like seventh grade. So it's nice to... It's nice to share, you know, a moment like that because it was, you know, it's kind of a formality, right? Because they've been dating for so many years now. But oh, okay, so they were like high school sweethearts type thing. Yeah, I mean, they've been dating. That? They've been okay. dating since like ninth grade or something. So oh, it's wow. been sort of, sort of like how Zach and Kelly were. Our brother Zach and his wife Kelly were dating for like seven years before they got married. So again, right, it's kind, kind of, of the opposite of me and Sarah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you guys were quick, but you know, I'm not, I'm not here to comment on. Well, I mean, I, the, the other side of that is we met each other in high school, so it's not like we didn't know each other or didn't know like what we wanted out of it. But right, but there, there are always those people in your life that you're like, you just know are kind of like meant to be together and will eventually get married, and and that's. I'm hitting this point where, and I think that everybody kind of goes through this, where like in your in your mid twenties, you start going to a lot of weddings because your friends are getting married. At, the, at least the ones that have been together since high school. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think that that's a, it's a, I, I hate to say the term rite of passage, but it kind of is that like growing up type thing, where you start to see like the big milestones. I mean, this weekend we had four birthday parties in two days. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's three of them were first birthdays, you know, so that's that's a, a big life moment. Right. You mm-hmm. want to be there for the special ones and stuff like that. Like, so right. absolutely. Uh, congratulations to Rich and Abby. And uh, yeah, and, and I'm sure that, you know, they will continue uh, being part of our lives. Uh, you know, they're two very special people to me. And I, you know, I, I really enjoyed being able to to kind of share that moment with them, um, chances are they'll never they they will never listen to this podcast. But <laughs> I want to just but it's know, still yeah it's so nice to to throw it out there. Um, but you uh, so you came in on Friday night, right? I did. Um, I did. So, so pretty it's, uh, yeah. It's been for me. It's been a lot of weeks of travel. I know I talked a little bit about it um, last week, but yeah, you have this different aura about you after traveling internationally. It's kind of. <laughs> You can kind of see it. There's like a glow almost around <laughs> around me. Not not that I'm sitting right beneath one of the the recessed lights in your basement. I think that's that's kind of secondary to the actual physical aura. Yes, that I <laughs> definitely. <can see. laughs> but um, no, it's been <laughs> traveling is it's kind of a, a, a two edged sword. I I love traveling. I love seeing new places, especially in in recent weeks. It's been a couple of new places and. 
and or places that I've only been a couple of times. And then obviously getting to come home and seeing, you know, all of the brothers back together in the same place for the first time in, I don't God, know how many years. God, it's been almost eight, eight years, 10 years, something like that. Uh, yeah, I feel I, like, cause I, feel like, I mean, like we're all, we're all in and out so much. Like even a couple of years ago, whenever we were all in town at the same time for Thanksgiving, it was still like, oh, Vinny was there, and then Zach right, came, like and Vinny and left, and I was, yeah, like everybody together, right? So it was really cool. Um, and everybody's on different different wavelengths now, too, right? And right, I'm, jobs I'm, and, and I've been work bouncing and, around cities. God knows where I'm going to end up in the next couple of years here, but um, yeah, it's it's always great to come back and and uh, kind of. I, I was telling Alex and my friends, like I, I just I get giddy when I come back and I'm in I'm walking through the Pittsburgh airport because. You know, it's, you're starting the weekend off, and it's like, oh, this is great. You know, I have a few days to kind of like relax, and and especially with everything exciting that was going on this weekend, some birthday parties and things like that. It's never relaxing. It's, yeah, <laughs> it really isn't. Like, that's I not remember, the. But that's not what I want. You know what I mean? I, I don't get. I don't get all that much time to spend. With, yeah, you don't want to just sit on the couch and hang anymore. out. Like, you know, if I do end up back in Pittsburgh, it'll be a different story. But for right now, I'm not going to come back and sit at mom and dad's house and and kind of just chill with them. I, obviously I want to spend time with them, but it's, you know, I have so many people that I want to see and hang out with that relaxing is, is definitely not the adjective that I would use to yeah. describe my trips. Home. <laughs> um, before you get into like what went on this weekend, I do want to talk about the beer that we're drinking. Um, shout out to Sean P for the hookup with this one. This is, um, insert, what is it? Insert hip hop reference, insert hip hop reference everywhere, everywhere. This is, this is a Trillium and Monkish collab. Yeah. Uh, Trillium, yeah, I mean, if you go back through our, our, if you ran some kind of computer program that pulled out, like, the my most used words when we ask questions about favorite breweries, this would probably be number one. This is actually a triple IPA. I didn't know that. Um, you said it was a double, but it says triple right on the front here. Oh, okay. My kind bad. of a cool label. It looks like an iPad, like an old old school iPod. With like the actually, the, yeah, actually the OG iPod. So yeah. back in like what, oh <laughs> three or oh four? Yeah, right around then. With the the click wheel, the menu button. Like, I don't know. I always loved this series just because they do some really fun like throwbacks to previous audio recording equipment. So like the first one I think was insert hip hop reference mixtape or something like that, and it was just like a cassette. You know, so I don't quote me on that. Trevor, you can text me when I'm wrong when you're listening to this. Um, yeah, built in fact tracker is nice to have. Yeah, so speaking of which, he did have a couple of. Um, uh, anyway, let's talk about the beer first. I'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, so but. the beer is good. I, uh, it's been a minute since I've had some Trillium beer, but this is like a very classic. Um, you know, you can, you definitely get the like Trillium inspiration. You can, you can tell that it's a Trillium beer. And, and, they have this kind of way about it. I, you know, there are a ton of people that do these types of hazy doubles and triples, but this one, especially, makes me think of all of the beers that I love from Trillium. The, you know, the yeah. street series and, and Monkish is doing some really special stuff out on the West Coast too. Um, I haven't really had much of their stuff other than collabs with people, but um, but yeah, they're they're a brewery that's doing some really special stuff. Uh, they're always sold out of cans. I follow them on Twitter and Instagram and all that, and it's it's one of those things where they're, they're constantly coming up with new products and everybody's interested, you know? Mm. So I, I, I think that, um, they do a, they do a really good job of their social media marketing. And that's something that I think is a little bit more important than has been 
even like recently with like all the new beers and stuff like that, I think a lot of people are finally picking up on really being like uh, monkish specifically does how many cases are left every like hour or half hour on Twitter, Mm -hmm. which you don't really see from anybody else. I think they're, they're sitting there, they're tweeting out, Oh, we have 16 cases left at two cases per person. Like get here. There's no line. Like, yeah, it's nice to have that kind of ticker. Cause if you don't, if you're following them and you want to make sure that you give yourself enough time, then you, you can kind of plan it out based on what they're saying that they have left. It doesn't seem like you said, it doesn't seem like a lot of people do that. And I don't know if that's an intentional thing or if that's just, it's too difficult for them to kind of keep track of. And I'd imagine that it's probably a little bit of both. It's probably, probably somewhat intentional because you want to kind of leave it up to, Hey, we're driving, we're driving, and and you don't want to, you want to give everybody kind of the same opportunity to get it. But I don't think that that, I don't think that affects the opportunity that you have to get the beer because you know if it's a if it's a big time release that you're gonna have to get there early on, right? And, and uh, to pull from like the local guys, I can't imagine that there's gonna be somebody who has a timer set on their watch or on their phone that beeps every hour that says, "Hey, update Twitter," you know? Yeah, like yeah. that's something that obviously they have. Prob- they probably have somebody that does their social media managing, mm-hmm. and that's like their sole job on release day is to just check the line, see what's there, you know, that kind of thing. What I would be interested to see and implement um, would be some kind of automated uh, tracking system for that. And I don't know how, I don't know how actually viable that would be or, or possible right now because it's, you don't actually scan anything. They don't have barcodes on these cans. Right. Right, That's the thing. You're just, you're purely basing it on, on sales and things like that. But you could, I'm sure that you could write some kind of third party program to, to, Say this is how many we have right now, and then per transaction, yeah, you start, can kind of yeah, take and, away. And it probably wouldn't be all that difficult to do, but well, you know, there you're, are like you're not going to pay for like a, a programmer to come in and do something like that, as a right? Party. But if like if somebody like me was like interested in it, I could probably try to come up with a way to do it and like just not really sell it to somebody, but it, it would be you know if you want to be as accurate as possible, it's not really that big of a deal, right? Because right because you might have 50 people or, in line and everybody's going to get one four pack or one case or whatever. Right. So maybe maybe you could use that as some way to to kind of like curtail how much you're allowing people to buy, right? Cuz I know DG sometimes will start off and say like you, you know we're doing a case at a, a case limit or whatever, but then they'll back it off to, you know, maybe two four packs or something at, at the end. Right? right. Yeah. So that I, I feel like a lot of places are getting away from that just by, just based on sheer volume. And like, uh, there's a, there's a brewery out in Philly and I can't remember who it is. I think it's Levante, but, um, they do like a text to check the cooler type thing where when you, um, like if you want to check and see what the stock is or what what cans they have on available, you know you can text this short code and it shoots back. Oh, we have blah 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 in this kind of. Um, I was going to say uh, Infinite Highway or Better One or Two. Um, yeah, you can have this kind of interaction with people who are maybe traveling from a little bit further away or maybe weren't. If they're if they're not pressed for time, then maybe they won't show up till later in the afternoon or something like that. Like I, I feel like that might be more what it's geared toward than taking away from like the people that are in line or have stood have stood in line to wait for this beer. You know? Yeah. So for like my my take on all this 
is I I almost like the the chance to to go somewhere and find a beer that I like wasn't expecting to find someplace and like I'm not I'm I mean right now I'm not on social media um I haven't deleted all of my accounts but I've effectively removed it from my life which is a whole another conversation but I I'm not I'm not going on these on these breweries websites or um social media accounts and and seeing what they have really i mean i guess if there's one if you have it and you and you see that somebody's releasing a double ipa that you think sounds really good or something that you've had or if you're going to be traveling to a city away from like your normal home base and you want to know what people have i get that too yeah right i I see what you're saying for me it's like you know I, i almost like the the idea of kind of being surprised like when i was at great notion um last week we kind of showed up and it was, you know, it's the pick of the litter. It, it, you know, yeah, you, you whatever, have whatever is available. There, yeah. What's available. And I'll, I'll take it right now. I, I was pretty much set a plan in, in place to get whatever they had and, and try to bring back as much as I could, I guess. Um, definitely made the wrong decision on, on the, cause I, I got four, four packs that I brought back to my house in bend, but I picked the, the one, beer that i liked the least to get two of because i was like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get one of each of the ones that you guys have there and i'm gonna get another one and the bartender or the the sales associate or whatever she said you know this this one i think it was afterglows the one of their ipas that has like a rabbit on the front of the can or something crazy like that <laughs> she was like this is like this is the one that you really gotta get and i was like okay okay so i went i took that back and then on last week's podcast i had one of those and I think I probably said it then, and I'll say it again. It was the le- my least favorite of the three that I bought. But yeah, you know, you you just take a stab. I guess I could have tried it there, but I, I don't really. Not, I'm not really that concerned with what it's going to taste like because they make good beer. Right, and I, tr- and I, think I trust that's the, the thing, people. Like- I trust the people that work there. Right. I, I mean, I'm I'm not somebody who who is extremely discernible when it comes to different flavor profiles and things like that. There's definitely things that I like better, and one of the ones I think that we've had. I don't think we're going to have any on, on tonight's podcast because we have, I have four that I want you to give to Sean, but, um, they make, they, there's like a series I think that they do called surrounding like juice puns or like yeah. just juice. Like, well, we had that one on Saturday morning. Well, afternoon, let's say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we had start, we started drinking on Saturday at like 1145. So yeah, we're going to round that up to noon. Yeah, um, I do have that uh, burn your suit in the fridge too, from Eleventh Hour. Congratulations on their second anniversary. Well, I um, didn't even know that that was happening. Is that what was going on this weekend? Yeah, and that's why you got all this. I had no idea. Yeah, that was that was why I wanted to go because uh, burn your suit last year was one of my favorite stouts of the year, mm-hmm. just as a new like never had it before stout, and it really stuck out in my head as like this. This is a good damn stout. And so they did a second year release of it, age 21 months in Four Roses barrels, which I love Four Roses too. So I, I, th- there was no lose in that situation. And for, and, and for the, the people who are unfamiliar, Four Roses is a bourbon. local distillery, local distillery? No, they're, they're from the Bourbon Trail. They're in Kentucky. Okay. Um, they are honestly one of my highlights from the Bourbon Trail ones that we went to whenever I was down in Nashville. So you have some history with that. But and, they, like, I mean, it's a, it's a good drinking whiskey. It's not like the, the best in the world or anything. Like, you're not going to spend a shit ton of money on it. But 
their their place made you feel like you were in a Spanish villa. Like it was so crazy. And I've talked about it before, but the the big thing there is like they they made you feel like you were you were the most important person in the room on their tour, which you don't necessarily get that with the tour because a lot of the tour guides are all, you know, doing the same thing all day long. And that's, it it gets to you. Believe me, I do the same thing all day long at work. It's the same thing, right? If you can enjoy people at that level all day long, then by all means, I'm going to remember that. And I, I know that if I'm looking for a $20 bottle of bourbon that I know I'm going to enjoy, it's always four roses. So that's my two cents on that. But they're, they, they aged this one in tw- uh, Four Roses Barrels. And they did a second variant that I didn't know they were doing um, in bourbon and Cabernet barrels. So that one is sold out. They have the, they have the regular, the, the Four Roses barrel still left as of yesterday when I looked. So, so just uh, my two cents on, on the uh, <clears throat> discussion about people doing tours all day and, and really giving it their all. Um, it makes the experience so much better. And you, the people who can really like kind of captivate you for the 20 or 30 minutes that you're in their yeah. location or maybe an, up to an Might, hour. Yeah, up to an hour. Like but that, I would say right? that's a, that's a long tour. They like, I appreciate that so much more. And, and you can tell when, when somebody's making the same jokes, like, day in and day out and, and they have they just use the same pitch all the time and I kind of saw this when I was when I worked in the service industry for a bit when I would see people do tours like there are times when as as somebody who is giving a tour or, or um, I guess showing people around uh, a site or a location or whatever that you can kind of mail it in right and you oh can, yeah yeah, you, yeah. You, can, you can phone you it can, in for sure right it's it's bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, people like people who don't really care. And you can tell right away that they don't really care. They're, they're just, they're just there to drink. Yeah. They're there to get a free taster or whatever. So you have to be very, um, you kind of have to be cognizant of, of the crowd that you're, you're pitching things to. But I think it's really important to people that you, that you could potentially see coming back. Right. I mean, I guess if you, if you, if you pull the group in the beginning and say, um, you know, where are you guys from? What, like, what are you doing here? What, you know, what's, what's everybody kind of getting into today or whatever it is. Like you can kind of, you can, yeah, you can get a good idea of, of the type of group it is and what they're kind of expecting. But again, like I, I just didn't, I enjoy people who are passionate about what they do and, and you can tell when somebody is truly passionate and that they're, they're taking questions and they're answering things like in a non-scripted fashion, right? Right. And, they're, and, they're, and I think, or they're adding like a personal twist to things or whatever it is. Like you, you can really tell, and I think it makes a huge difference. And that goes for, that goes for distilleries, that goes for breweries, wineries, whatever it is. Like the service industry is about connecting with the people that you're serving, right? Right. And not, Absolutely. And not just because I'm not. I don't want to go to a brewery and just have somebody like. I think it's cool that that it's it's coming to a point where. There are places that you can pour your own beer, right? And they have the, the those things where you can like buy a card of like twenty dollars and you you put it and it's automated and you can fill a tap however much you want. You can try a bunch of different beers at once. But a lot of the reason that I like going to craft breweries and all this stuff is because you you see people who are really who really enjoy what they do, um, and and they can they can provide you way more information than like a two sentence description of whatever it is that you're buying or drinking. Right, and I think a lot uh, the. 
the thing that you don't lose with having just one type of, uh, I'm sorry, one manufacturer. Like if you go into uh, industry, let's say, right? The bartender at industry isn't going to know everything about every beer. Whereas if you go into a craft brewery, craft distillery, they're, they're more sold on the idea that they're part of this company that is providing this to you, right? So like uh, one of the other tours that I always think of is uh, Flying Dog out of Maryland, right? Bigger company, don't get me wrong, but they have a fantastic tour and it really makes you feel like you're you're experiencing like a day-to-day with them and like they walk you through like the distribution area they walk you through like the the big old like the 60 barrel systems that they have and like it's it's crazy how much there is going on in one building in flying dog and like it's a big ass building but you walk by the the qa lab like where they're freaking testing all of the pH levels in the water that they're using and stuff like, like it's insane how detailed some of that stuff can be. And you don't necessarily get that with like some of those smaller local players. Like I'm not going to ask Chris house, you know, Oh, how do you manage the pH in your Novell water? Like, but at the same time, you know, the guy behind the bar has been working there since they opened and you know, he's going to at least know a little bit about the beer that you're drinking or you want to order. And he's going to say, yeah, you know, it's good, but last year's was better. Or, you know, hey, try this one. If you like this style, this is a good recommendation for you. Like, there's there's something to be said about the camaraderie between customer and uh, employee in those types of places. Yeah, and I think that it's it's really important that you you kind of create this rapport and and that you're like truly honest about your opinions on things, right? Because I don't want to go to a place that's gonna and and all of the employees are going to tell me that. Everything is good, right? right. Yeah, I, I hate that, that. When when it's like you know, well, what do you like? No, I'm I'm if I'm asking you your opinion, you got to give me an opinion, right? And that was right. like kind of like what I was talking about with Great Notion, where she gave she gave me her opinion, and and I took it at face value, and you know maybe it didn't work out that time, but I I fully trust those people to tell me. Yeah, you tell know, me truthfully what they think is the best, right? And not maybe not something that they're trying to get rid of because it's not selling as well or something like that. And yeah, I, I maybe that doubt. was the case, but I didn't get that impression, right? And I, and I, I would, hardly ever do. I would highly doubt that that would be for for a place like that that's going to move through it in a couple weeks anyway. I don't think that they need to be pushing that's anything. If that. that's, I mean, yeah, if, like that's if, if not saying. in a handful of days. It's, right? it's not like uh, waiting where they're like, oh, push the fish, it's going to turn. Like that kind yeah, of thing. No, yeah, no, they're not. No. They're not sitting here telling you, oh, you know what, the shrimp scampi is really the way to go because the shrimp's old. You know, <laughs> like yeah. So I mean, I I just I do appreciate you know getting getting good feedback from the people that that are serving you and and it comes with experience and not everybody is great at it not everybody in the service industry is a great person to be to have in the service industry but it's just and not everybody's out, great right? every day right so you like, and and you can't and that's the thing i i've i've come to a point where i'm i'm definitely able to tell when you know maybe it wasn't the greatest experience the first time around but i i want to give it another shot i mean there there are certain things to me that maybe are unforgivable and if it happens then i don't need to take my business back there 
but I I've hardly had any. Of oh, those I'm that way for sure. I'm I'm one of those people that like if I have a bad ex- bad enough experience, I will never. Yeah, but I feel like typically it's not. It's never that bad, right? I mean, if you if no, you kind of take a step back, maybe it was like kind of emotional, and you like, right you like get bad kind of day fired up, or yeah, right, you get like, kind of fired up a little bit, or somebody like kind of brushes you off, and and they shouldn't have or whatever. It's. I don't think it's fair to a lot of these companies because I've I've worked again I've worked in the service industry and in in the liquor industry as well. Right, that's more, that's something I don't have. But I've worked and, in the food industry. I've worked like, right, and there are definitely days where I you know I would go to work you know for one reason or another I wasn't feeling up to maybe giving everybody the best possible experience they could have had. And I think that's really where taking care of your employees comes in because like if if I'm off on my job for a day, I lose money, right? So would I rather take the sick day? It's, I mean, that's, that's really what it's there for. Like if I'm, if I'm really that off my game and it's going to hurt my performance, then absolutely I'm going to take that sick day. Right. And I think that I don't know, I don't necessarily mean like, Oh, you have to give time off and like that, like that. I get it. You're, you're there, you're an hourly employee, whatever, you know, like, or even, you know, if you work for tips or whatever, right? Like, you know, that, that it's, it's a waste of your time to go in if you're just going to be pissed off at people all day. Yeah. Right. You know that, mm-hmm. you know, that there's, there's a give and take there and it's a, it's a fine balance because honestly you have a bad day or you start off bad and it gets worse then just forget about it. It's it, the day's lost, you know, but at the same time, like you want to, I feel like a lot of these places, you don't get that with anybody, really. Like, I think that a lot of these places, people enjoy being there. They enjoy serving you. I think a lot of people, like, not a lot of people are cut out for the service industry. And I think these places, you see the cream of the crop. Like On, on the other hand, I think that everybody should work in the service industry. Because I still think, and I see to, to this day, people are such poor tippers. And they don't understand the concepts of how how people make livings off of working in the service industry. Well, and I think people think that that it's a gateway job. It's not a job or it's not a career. Right. And and I always used to say, and I used to get yelled at all the time is like, you know, this isn't my real job. Right. And, and when you say it like that, it it kind of like denigrates what it is that these people do every day. And, and it's important, right? I mean, they're, they're providing for their families just as much as I am, just as much as you are, whatever it is. Right. And when you start saying that it's not a real job, you know, maybe, maybe for me, it wasn't like a real job because I, you know, it was my first job out of, out of high school and, and while I'm in college trying to make a little bit of extra money while I'm pursuing my other goals and things like that. But there are plenty of people that I met that are busting their ass, like to make pennies, House pennies on the dollar compared to like, you know, what other people make working, you know, maybe regular nine to fives and stuff like that. And that's the yeah. other thing is that it's, it's such a difficult job and it's, it's very grueling. You're you, doing the you same rely, thing. Every right. Day. You like, rely so heavily on, on what other people think. And if, if they're having a bad day, they can fuck you over just as easily as you can fuck them. Right. Over, it doesn't right? matter if you're sitting there with 10 people or two people, you're being treated the same way. And that 10 top that tipped you 10% fucks the rest of your day because mm-hmm. you're thinking, Oh, I'm, this will be easy. You know, as long as I'm taking care of everybody, they're going to, they're going to tip me. Well right. And, and even and something as, as much right? as like some sort of mood shift. Right. And that's, and that's the thing I, I, I really try not to, to think extremely 
poorly of somebody or you know i don't know what the word is there you don't want to personally attack right because they you know in a lot of a lot of cases like when i go to work and i'm not feeling that well like thankfully i don't i'm not a customer facing person when you're when you have to be on all the time it is draining it is so much more draining than for what i do you know i sit at a computer a lot of times and if i don't want to talk to somebody for eight hours i don't have to yeah i just i i go in i put in my work i talk to maybe one or two people. I, I get my goals for the day, what it is that we're looking to get done. You I go in there, I do it, the day I leave, and, that's yeah. it. Right? When, you, when you're working in the service industry, and I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into this, this big expose on the service industry. <laughs> no, no, because ne- neither of us are really in the service industry at this point. Not true. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. not in the true like food service sense. And I think that's, no. that's primarily what we're talking about here, but yeah. And I mean, I, I work in retail, so I, I am customer facing all mm-hmm. day long and, right. and it's the same with you. I mean, you, you definitely have to, you have the, your customer service voice where you're happy and peppy all the time. And then I come home and I go, motherfuck this fucking fuck. Like, yeah, the, you exactly. know, that kind of thing. Right. And you kind of, <laughs> you need to blow off some steam and everybody has to do that too. And I'm, I'm and again, I'm, and you should, you absolutely should, but just not at the bartender. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and people, again, I, I just, I, I've seen so many people, even recently, a lot of like, even some of my friends and stuff, I'm not to call people out specifically, but. You need, like people need to understand that this is this is the way that people make their living. And, yeah, and you can't. Absolutely. You, I don't think you can go into it. You know, if if you give poor service, that's one thing, and 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 if it's like very intentional and stuff like that. But again, I, I don't think that any maybe one experience, unless somebody like slaps you in the face or like is just flat out rude and is like right takes um, forever to do things like that. It, there are certain. There's definitely certain criteria that I I think would be a uh, cause for not going back to a specific place. And I've right. had, and I have those places and I, and there are places that I avoid completely because of that. But um, I do want to say like, uh, so 11th hour, just coming off of this conversation, just to kind of get back into the, the specifics of it. Um, super busy on Saturday. They were, they were packed wall to wall outside. Everywhere was just insane. Um, Sarah and I stood in line for a a significant time and it wasn't like 10 minutes or or 15 minutes or anything, but it was, it was enough that both of us were like, Oh man, what's going on? You know? And I'm going to say this just as, as plainly as I can, they were moving. It was just not at the speed that I thought that they should for how busy it was. So nothing personal against anybody that was working, but even then, I got one beer and I bought to-go beers, right? And uh, a glass. I spent a significant amount of money. Not to say that they did a whole lot for me because it was just one draft beer. That was all I got. But I still tipped three bucks on that one beer. And it's it's one of those things like you you have to understand your the crowd. You have to understand what's going on. And I expected to wait in line. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Don't like it, I'm not sitting here trying to bash them at all because I think they handled it pretty well, but like and I'm not going to sit there and tip ten percent of my hundred dollar bill when it's to go beer that I got out of the cooler and brought to the counter. Exactly. Like yeah. there, there are definitely circumstances where it, it doesn't require you to 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 tip all that well, right? No, no, no. But I mean, I, I tipped three dollars and my tab was ninety five. 
like that, that right but you know. again there's <laughs> but it's to go beer and i, I understand like uh, i think my main i think is, right and i think my main point with this whole conversation and and we were in the same you know we went to 11th hour as well and we we had followed you up we had followed you up there um and they and we saw that it was busy as well right it's the first weekend of college football it's you know there there are a million different things going on but it was on. their second yeah, anniversary, anniversary weekend like, yeah, all that had... stuff like it's a, it's it's a big event right and you kind of expect a little bit so and i think a lot of people who haven't had experience in the service industry don't understand that 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 factors into the quality of service that you're going to get and if they feel slighted in any way no you don't and technically you don't have to tip right right no, you. They really factor don't. in the money that they're they're that it takes to pour that beer as much as as it takes to to market it and to make it right. And they they whatever that eight seven eight dollars that like that is what they think that it's worth. Right, to whoever it is, and and but but at the same time, t- like tipping is very important, and like I just I I want to keep hammering home that point that yeah no absolutely do These not be are- like do not be cheap right. If you can't afford to tip fifteen percent, then you can't within, afford to go out. Within That's reason, it, right? Within whatever it is that you're actually purchasing, if you're going out, then don't go out. Right. Exactly. The thing is, spend like, that money that you spent on your meal. Go buy. Go buy it out uh, at a at a grocery store. Cook it yourself. Stay home. Right. Don't. Do not buy buy a twelve pack of Iron City and sit in your I've tipped it, less yeah. than fifteen percent maybe one time, and it was the worst service I've ever had. Right. And it was, but I still, I still tipped, right? I, there's nothing, there's nothing that would call, unless somebody literally punched me in the face. Oh, there's no point where I would never tip less than like 10%. 10% is is like bare minimum. If, if someone is like just being completely rude and, and disregarding everything that I care about and what I, or, or making fun of me or something like that. 10% is like the minimum that I will give, but that, that kind of sends a message in my opinion. Oh yeah. No, I think anything in, in other circumstances, it's never less than fifteen for me. Uh, see, I would I would say it's never less than twenty for me for yeah. the most part. Unless if it's bad service, it's fifteen. If it's atrocious and I won't be back, it's ten. That's that's basically how that's basically how I look at it. Yeah. And and that's a, I think that's a good scale. But but people just you really need to uh, people need to educate themselves. They absolutely need to. And I will and say I, it's it's one of those things that like I, I would consider not hanging out of like people again like friends and things like that. If they, if I saw that they were tipping less than 15% with, with fine service, right? I will say, um, if you're not getting food and you're just getting beers, a dollar per drink is okay. Agreed. That's, that's different. Like if you're just getting drinks, if you're on, you know, whatever else it's, um, the, uh, the biggest thing there is like at least a dollar per drink. Right. I understand that 10, like a $10 drink if they make it in front of you and they're like showmanship about it, give them two, you know, like, like hit that, hit that 10 to 20%. But like beers, they're not putting on a show, right? They're just pouring you a beer. I get that. You're not, I'm not asking you to tip 20% on one beer. I'm just saying at least a dollar per drink is reasonable. Because yeah, and, I, and I would, I, I could listen to some arguments as to why somebody would tip less than that. Like I, there are. Oh yeah, no, I would definitely think that this like, is a conversation. Like I can, I can pour my own beer, right? I can go to a tap and I can pull it down for five seconds and then clear off the foam on top and then hand it to myself, right? Right. But, yeah. but <laughs> it, you know, it's it's not about that. It's it's more about 
if you again, if you don't if you want to go out and you want to have a beer at a brewery, it's expected that you tip. Absolutely. When somebody pours your beer. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the end of the conversation. Yeah. And again, if you don't want to do that, don't go go out. buy a 30 rack of Miller and go sit at your house and drink beer. And beat your wife or whatever. Like, uh, all right, I'm not. I buy uh, 30 racks of Miller. I'm not married and I don't beat my wife. Well, maybe you should start. Maybe that's why you're not married. Jesus maybe it's not. That's so fucking dark. Man. All right. We're going to move I'm kidding. on. I'm We're going to move on from that conversation. Um, um sorry. Yeah, was, I, there was there was, was no intention there to, to have this like expose on the service industry, but no, I, no. I just think it's important that people understand that. And well, I don't think we can talk about it enough, right? I mean, right. I'm not yeah, going to talk I mean, about it every every But like episode, some of our but. good friends are bartenders, right? Like some some of the people that we really like that we enjoy hanging out with outside of breweries are bartenders yep. and they're, they're service industry specialists or whatever you want to call them. And that's the thing. But, it's, it, it, in a lot of cases, it's people that are who, who are just trying to make ends meet, right? Or, or have like a second job and stuff like that. I talked to a girl this weekend who works in New York City and makes, I'm not going to say what she makes, but not nearly enough to live in New York City. So I'm sure that she picks up shifts at like a restaurant or, so, or, or does right. something on the side. But there's people that are supplement. like teachers and like stuff like that that have downtime. Or you know, oh, I'll you know, I'll pick up a bar shift on Friday night and make a hundred extra bucks. Or right. Whatever, so you know, I, like- kind of looping back to what we were talking about before, I you, I appreciate when I when I see people who are very passionate about what they do, but you also have to understand that the people who are working in the service industry aren't always people who are just like completely committed to doing it. Right. Oh it's no 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 who are, absolutely people who are between jobs or people who are like fresh out of like college. Or, or in college. In college, or, yeah. yeah. Or or in high school in some cases, right? Sure, You can serve yeah. alcohol if you're still in high school, and we've done that. But it's it's a ve- it's very difficult for me to sit here and, and act like my opinion of you isn't based on the way that you tip people, because it is. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. I think that that's a very real conversation. I don't think that... I don't think that there's any point that I wouldn't judge somebody on that. Because honestly, the way you treat other people is the way you treat your close friends, the way you treat your family. It's everything, right? Because so it speaks it speaks more to the to what kind of person you are than than just how you are in that particular moment, right? Right. It, right. I think it, I think it really it's very telling about people if, because if it doesn't matter think. how much money you make and because that, it's I know like that you, firsthand. And it's oh, I yes, I agree because most most of the time the rich people are the worst tippers, right? And they they just don't understand it, right? Because you, you, when when you have this kind of connection to people who are who aren't maybe aren't making a ton of money, if you're you know just a little bit above like where they are, maybe, and that and that's kind of how I feel. Like I'm you know I'm f- pretty much fresh out of college. At yeah, this it's point. your it's like, your and first. I have and I still job. know people who are working these jobs to make a living, right, and to make money to to pay rent. And well, yeah, and you, I mean, we, stuff, you right? you hung out with a few of them this weekend, like people that are working like retail jobs or whatever, like. That that may be what they're good at or what they're doing. You know, that's what they're doing for money. You shouldn't you shouldn't curtail your support of that just because of the job that they're doing. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, okay. So let's uh, let's shift gears here. So you did some traveling this weekend um, into Pittsburgh. Yep. What uh, what was your experience? Where where did you go? Where did we go? Sure. Sure. Um, so we. You know, I, I I've been bouncing around a lot, um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> and and you can probably see it on my face. I I have like bags under my eyes. I can tell I'm looking in the mirror, staring right at me here. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's nice to kind of come back and and get 
get into having some some craft beers. We're we're now moving on to Infinite Highway, which is um, a, a staple at Dancing Gnome. Here is a, a double. They IPA. haven't done it for a while though. Yeah, so I, I haven't had. It. I can't remember the last time I had it, but um, we just we you know finished off the better one or two. We're moving on to Infinite Highway. Um, I didn't actually make it to Dancing Gnome this weekend, which I try to do every time I'm in town, but a little bit crazy and hectic with the wedding and and trying to. Trying to get to a point where I can see all the people that I want to see, and you know, we had a lot of family stuff going on, and all that. But yeah, Trevor was disappointed that he didn't get to see you. Um, I know he did come over here on Saturday night, though. I'll have to talk. Yeah, about that, we but. were we were kind of bouncing around, you know, catching up with some some people and, and going to parties and stuff. But we, so I, I got a little bit of time to, and it, it's been a couple of a couple of visits since I've been to, I think last time we, we went to dancing gnome, but that's kind of like a, a big time staple of mine. And yeah. I, 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 like I said, I think I've been trying to make that a, a consistent thing, especially cause we're, we're close with Trevor and stuff now. And you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean the dude showed up to hang with me on Saturday night. It was just me and him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I think that's a, uh, that's a testament to friendship there because like, there was literally nothing going on. He's like, "Yeah, let's have some whales." And so he brought a couple of stouts over. Yeah, I wish I could have made it. It's, it's just so I hate I, I hate coming yeah, back. You know what I mean? Like it's it's don't make it a and I, and I always feel so bad and, and everyone's like just you know don't feel bad. I know you're busy and all that kind of stuff. But I do I do try to see as many people as I can. Oh yeah, and, and because I I I'm not the greatest at staying in contact, especially recently. I have you know I haven't been great at. at well, when you delete all social and media, yeah. And, yeah, that's that's been it's been therapeutic. But at the same time, I've, I've I feel like I've missed out on a lot of memes and a lot of you know uh, interactions with people that I normally would have had. But I got back to finally got back to Cinderlands for for the first time, and it's been probably nine months. Yeah, like I, I think I probably went there. And I feel bad for rushing you guys out of there, but like no, 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 no. Don't worry about it at all because we, you know, I, I the whole point was to to see you guys out. Like it, I don't think that it was particular particularly just to go to Cinderlands. I love Cinderlands, and I still have not been to the the Cinderlands warehouse yet. Um, oh man, you want to go time. after this? We can just go. Yeah, right. When They're open until ten. No, nah, that's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll pass for right now. But I'll get back there. I think you know next time I'm in town, hopefully thanksgiving if not definitely around christmas time but finally got to get, got to get back to Cinderlands. we it's it's like it's everything that i want in a brewery they have great food staff is great very knowledgeable and they'll they'll talk your ear off about anything on the menu oh yeah for sure food, when it comes to beer when it comes to drinks whatever it is i think they have a really cool um interaction I think I think that's really one thing that stands out about Cinderlands is even if you maybe aren't crazy about the the wild like different beers that they have or whatever they're still very friendly and very able to talk about it like it's just so easy to go in there and yeah, be like yeah you know seems I, like- I feel like I really want a IPA like what's a good like hop forward you know and they're like oh this one or whatever you know like that kind of thing so I and know they, they have a lot of tur- a turnover. It seems like with employees because I every time I feel like every time I'm back there, um, even even early on when they had just opened, it seemed like every every time I went in there, there was somebody new working the bar. But they're all really nice. They're, we we Alex and I had been there so much when they first opened because this was I think my last second to last or last semester of college. So we we spent a decent bit of time yeah, there. You just probably twice, there. probably twice a week. You know, I, I'd 
just shoot down from Oakland. We'd have a beer or whatever and go home. And we, we got to not really know people, but they, you know, they'd recognize us from coming in. Like when you're a twin and you go someplace twice a week for maybe 10 straight weeks, like people start to recognize that you're coming in every time. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, like that's what Sarah and I get at dancing them. Like we walk in and everybody, hey, how you doing? Like that kind of thing. Right. It's but, like it's the whole Cheers situation. Where right. You, you want to know. I mean, you want to you want to know that the place accepts you as part of their like regular crew. Right. Right. And, and we and we never really expect to get much from that. Right. I mean, it's just oh god, no. it's just nice that people are like, oh, like hey, how you doing? And you kind of you kind of have a, a deeper conversation than just like, what are you drinking? Right. Right. It's, it's like yeah. how you doing? What have you guys been up to? That kind of stuff. And I think a lot, like, one thing to me is that I know I walk into anywhere expecting to spend what I'm going to spend. I don't go in somewhere expecting a free beer or a free taster or anything. Like, I don't, I don't expect free because I know I'm going out. And that's uh, kind of to piggyback off of our earlier conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, anything beyond just sitting there with my wife, having a beer is icing on the cake. You know, it's it's really just this extra step. Right, because you like you enjoy doing it regardless of right, cuz if you were in a different city, you didn't know anybody, right? You would still go to a brewery and you'd yeah, spend, oh yeah. you'd spend the full amount right. to to just to have a beer and hang out and Yeah, and, and I'm not of, saying that I expect discounts now because we've been going there or anything because like honestly, if I walk in there and I spend full price, then I'm like, "Thank you guys for actually charging me." Because Yeah, that and <laughs> and, and also like thank I don't know you, if that's okay thank to say. You for, <laughs> thank you for giving me, you know, like the best service that you could possibly give. Right, regardless of who but, I am because like I know your regulars are important to you. And if I'm not a regular and I still get treated like that, then it's just a win. You're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've positive. always felt that way at Cinderlands. I don't think that I've ever been there and had a, a bad experience when it comes to service or anything. I mean, I love, I've always loved their beer. That's That's been the biggest yeah, that's, thing. Yeah, that, that I, was like one they, thing that we just, couldn't get over at the beginning because like Sarah and I didn't like it at all. Yeah, but now I mean now you guys are. Oh yeah, no, I'm a big fan of so completely. Yeah, that's now. that's totally. Um, and I feel I feel the same way. I mean, I I was kind of hooked right from the beginning. We had like Stack was probably the first beer that I had from them, and it was just a great double, you know. And and everything that they make there is the stuff that I like to drink, right? Like they make the stouts, they make the double IPAs, hazy stuff. They do pilsners, they do all kind of. They do the the lacto sours and yeah, like the. Yeah, I mean, tart shakes and, and all it's that. It's just like, like it's a very quintessential like like newer brewery that that just does. I want to say I wish that they were more well known outside of Pittsburgh. I think like I, I feel like they're kind of branching out into the um, beer festival circuit, and I think that if you can get to like the volume that they can do with the warehouse location, I think that it just it adds to that. Guys, people need to know about you. Mm-hmm. Get it out there. Like yeah. get get more people involved. Right, because like, they're I think that they're just as good as some of these these like bigger names, right? Like I, you know, maybe maybe I don't like them as much as I like Trillium or Other Half or whatever it is, but they they they're on that level, you know, and, and I really think they are in terms of the the quality of beer that they make. The place itself all of the the kind of like extracurriculars that they have going on in terms of the like game room that they have going on up top, they have all the food. The food is so fresh, it's so good. Oh Everything my God. I've They're, had there has been incredible. Yeah, their food is they, awesome. And I love how they they do. And, and don't get me wrong, we talked about food trucks 
I don't know if we it was we, on this podcast, but we talked about it. Yeah, pre, we talked about precast, um, I guess. And I love food trucks as much as the next guy, but having a, a full like restaurant that has pretty affordable, very good, very interesting types of food that you don't really see all that often. I feel like their menu is not for everybody. It's not, but no, it's not. No, I will say that flat out. Like, um, what was it? Sarah's birthday, right? We were we were down in the strip district because just hanging out, you know, doing our thing because it was. Uh, I took a week off of work. Her birthday was Wednesday. So I was off Tuesday. So I picked her up from work. We went down to Cinderland's Warehouse because they're the only ones that are open on Tuesday. Late. In like, it, no, in like uh, within just shot in of general. the city. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, well, let's let's go to Cinderland's. We'll have a beer. We'll figure out what you want to do for dinner. And Dianoyas is right up the street. Right. So we went to Dianoyas for dinner. But she looked at the menu at Cinderland's and she's like, I, I don't really like anything on this menu, which it's, is fine, which is yeah, fine. Don't no, get me wrong. It's, like, it's, it's, it's kind of off the wall. Like a lot of the stuff they do is off the wall, but they, they kind of push the envelope when it comes to brewery food. Yeah. Oh, you no, know? they're, they're, they're very much this, like They're this. on this different level, and I think that that was very intentional from the start, right? They're not doing a burger and a chicken, chicken tenders and, and yeah. that type of stuff, right? No, they're which, definitely not. Which, again, I, you know, I love, and I, but at the same time, I've – since moving off to the West Coast, I feel like I've been kind of exposed to like a, a broader amount of like styles of food, and I, I can I can kind of come back and appreciate the the a little bit of weird kind of twist that they put on things. Right? Yeah. It's a very Cinderlands is a very Portland esque brewery slash restaurant. Like, yeah, I would. If you agree were to go to that. Portland. That's exactly what they they do there, right? They they do a lot of those types. Yeah, of they're doing they're doing pork belly instead of bacon. They're doing like exactly. yeah, like they're they're doing they're doing uh, salads with like fruits and grains and all kind of different things. They're doing tacos in. with pork cheek instead of like asada or whatever right, you know, like right. that. Oh. Like it's yeah, they're they're very like upscale but still approachable. But still right, so upscale bar food is really yeah. what. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, but, I would one hundred percent agree. But that's the thing. Like, I, I think they they really are are kind of. I don't know if they're targeting one particular audience, but they're they're kind of trying to bring people into this different kind of like strategy. They really want you to food and 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 the exp- I, the experience is always like very prominent there, right? It, like oh yeah, yeah. It's they very care forward. very much about how they present things. They they care very much about having this like very clean, very open, open like aesthetic, all this stuff. Right? Well, they, I, I, and the beauty of like the the Lawrenceville location is you can sit and watch the kitchen make your food, mm-hmm. and that's that's what the best part about the warehouse is. They still work that in, like the, you still have the bar seats available right in front of the kitchen. Right, and, and, and it, it is a bigger place, and it's closed off a little bit. But at the same time, like if you want to sit there and watch them make your food, you can do that, and that's excellent to me. Like I, I feel like that's just really like a good like excitement builder because you're like, oh, they're 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 making my that, you know. and you're you're not hiding anything, right? They, right, they they're, they're they not. know what they are, they know what they're good at, and they they execute well every single time right and i think maybe maybe you don't like what they have on the menu right maybe you don't you're not crazy about and that was my point to the story like is that is that maybe it's not for everybody but at the same time if you want to get out of your comfort zone or if you want to if you want to try something new that you've never had before they are the spot to go for sure 
Yeah, and I th- I think that that's that's what I love about them so much is that they there's like nothing that they won't try. You know, there's nothing that they won't. Oh, and yeah. they do the they do the super secret burger club, all that kind of stuff. Like that's the type of stuff that would keep you coming back week to week. It's like, right. oh wait, I'm you know I'm really in the mood for a burger, or like we know Cinderlands is doing something crazy this week with this burger. Let's go get it. Let's yeah. go see how it yep. is. It's oh, it's and, Wednesday. Let's get a burger. Right. Like, and, yeah. And for them, it's good because it's kind of like this trial run for certain things. If they want to keep something on the menu long term, they can. If right. they get really good results from selling a burger on like a Tuesday afternoon or whatever. Right. And the, and the thing about that is like there are some really good burger spots in Lawrenceville, let alone like in the city of Pittsburgh. But if they can drive in the traffic for uh, what is it? What was it like a crab cake burger they did or something? And really like, Oh, this is a, like this is the best one that we've had in six weeks or whatever. Then they might put it on the menu or they might, they might have it on the menu for a month and then go back to something else or whatever. But like, right. It's, a, it's almost, an incubator for their talents. You exactly. Know, it's, it's just, exactly. Exactly. And, and I was about to follow that up by saying that it's like, it's almost like this test kitchen, but you, I mean, you incubator is a better word. I would say so thanks for that. You, <laughs> You're welcome. Improving on the thoughts that I have in my own head. Well, I uh, so that. I was telling somebody about uh small galley today at work and, uh, that was the term that I used. It's an incubator for restaurants, right? Kind of like kind of the same idea, right? Oh, it absolutely. You walk is, in yeah. there, you don't know what you want, but there are four different restaurants to pick from. Yeah, so shout out to our brother Vinny. Our brother Vinny is a uh, is in management down there. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, go check that spot out. Um, besides what you heard about the uh, <laughs> health inspection recently, yeah, um, no, they've. They that's one they of the run a tight ship. I've only been there. I've actually only been there once, and it was very early on after they opened. But the whole the concept is incredible. It's great, and they uh, have like six or eight of them across the country now. Yeah, yeah, right. So they're expanding. They're it's it's a very cool environment. They bring in a lot of local craft Support, beer. supporters they're, of local product. Like, yeah, to the fullest. Oh, when absolutely. When it comes to yeah. restaurants, when it comes to breweries, when it comes to and everybody there is phenomenal. Like the the kitchens, the bartenders are awesome. Everybody's really yeah, and, and I think that that you know hopefully that that kind of carries on to when they you know when they ultimately have their own brick and mortar locations right. right? Because you're you're trying to make a good impression. That's that's the biggest thing when it comes to craft beer and, and craft food and all whatever it is. Making that first impression is so vital to success, right? When somebody comes in for the first time, if they have a great experience, they will come back, and that's important for every company. But and they'll bring their friends back, especially yeah. especially craft beer, craft food, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, to kind of I guess carry on with what I was talking about before. Made it to Cinderlands. It's been, it really has been a minute. I, I can't remember the last time I was there. Um, so from there, we, from there, we made it to 11th Hour. Um, had a couple of beers there. Had some food from Sandwich Society, Pittsburgh Sandwich Society. One of the best food Un- trucks I've ever had. Unbelievably good food. The, that burrito, I swear, if they don't put it on the regular menu, I'm going to be the so hot chicken burrito, uh, just, just on a different level than a lot of, food truck food that i've ever had i'll tell you i uh the beer i really don't think i don't mean to cut you off here but i don't think the beer has ever been really even close to my favorite in pittsburgh but the experience has gotten better i've 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 gone a couple of times now it's been maybe four or five alex and i have have spent some time there 
um, following some Cinderland's trips. I just I don't like the beer quite as much as I I want to, and quite as much as I, I would need to go back consistently. I will say, um, yesterday I did have the Triple Jack, which was a anniversary release, and it was uh, it was very good. I, I thought that as for a triple, it was not as hard hitting as I would hoped. But I'm the type of person that likes a boozy triple, and it was just really flavorful. It was it was well balanced. I thought that it was a really good beer, and they have so much variety on their menu that I think that it really just landed pretty well with me because I like something that's boozy and heavy and still gives you that like feeling that you're drinking beer. Right. So that was, that was a good beer. Um, I, I have a, I have a four pack that I'm splitting with Sean, so we can, we can crack into that later. Um, but there's a, I, I feel like their beer has gotten a lot better in the two years that they've been open. Um, I agree so, with that. So, I agree. I so agree. congratulations to them on two years and the place was packed. Everybody was having a good time. There was, like I, I mean, the the free range dogs is always a plus. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I love dogs, and I love whenever they just walk up to you and they're like, mm, "Give me some food." <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice that you can kind of. It's a kind of a place for everybody. You know, if you're if you're looking to just go sit at a bar and have a couple of beers after work, or you can bring the family there. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's all the whole thing, and and yeah. they have a lot of space there for for what it is. And, and it, it's very chill. Like back, even though yeah. even though it was super packed, it wasn't like hectic. You know, mm-hmm. it was everybody was still like really calm. Like there was not like yeah. So I guess you know I don't I don't want to sit here and say that no like people who listen to this shouldn't go to eleventh hour. But I, I guess I haven't been there enough. I think they definitely have gotten better. Like the beers have gotten significantly better, and and that's that's what you want to see. I mean, that's a testament to them putting in the work. Right. To make sure that they're they're producing higher and higher quality beers, and that, I think everybody in the craft industry should be striving for that. Right? They have Every- a couple of footers now, so they're yeah. going to be doing loggers more and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm excited because they're expanding. They're they're investing back into the business. They're not just staying stagnant. Right, which and is- that's that's super important. And, <clears throat> Absolutely, and, yeah, I and think that's. That it's- I think in the next couple of years you could see them open a, another location. You Possibly, know, like they yeah. are. Yeah, they're. I think they're getting almost to that level where where you could see them open some kind of satellite. But their location. place is super cool, though. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, I really like the space. It's like a. It's like a. It's weird. It's kind of funky. It's kind of tucked away. There's. It's. It's unique. definitely off the beaten path, but at the same time, it's it's very. I, and I think that, I think it's, they them, and Cinderlands kind of play off each other. In that location, now that Cinderlands has the whole warehouse thing, maybe not as much, but you can really like Eleventh Hour puts a, a sign up right down the street from Cinderlands at, at a street corner that says like "Go this direction if you want to get to Eleventh Hour." Yeah, so people coming out of Cinderlands are like, "Oh, well, oh, there's another one right there. Like, let's just go there. We might as well." Right, of we're in the area. Let's right because it's still a, a quick. You know, five ten minute ride to Dancing Gnome, and then you have Hitchhiker over there now. I mean that, that yeah, whole, but I mean you can area hit, between you know Lawrence, the thing Sharpsburg, Aspenwall. It's you know it's driving from Cinderlands to Dancing Gnome. You pass Roundabout, you pass um, Hop Farm. Like there are so many breweries in Full that Pine, little uh, yeah, like, yeah all of these places yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's there's no negative to any of them, and I think they all kind of collab, but. 
Let's keep it going. You don't. Uh, do you want to stop in an hour? Oh God, no, no. No, let's keep going. All right. Are you Let me. No, yeah, no. I because you said you said no, five I just said minutes. Fi- I said fifty-five. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought I thought you were flashing <laughs> me like five minutes. Like let's wrap it up. But no, 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 no. So no, Nick's I'm trying sorry. to Nick's trying to cut me off. He's trying to silence the people from the West Coast. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck, fuck Portland. I mean, I, I'm Ben. You know, <laughs> I did this today. I, <laughs> he, everybody thinks that I live in Portland. Like when I. When oh, I you're brought in Oregon? Oh, wedding. is it Portland? So let's move on to the wedding. I want to talk about the wedding. Okay. Bit, right? um, <laughs> no, no, no. So, we, so, so I, <laughs> when you when you move or you do anything ridiculous, like what I've been doing, living on the West Coast. Not that it's not that it's completely ridiculous, but for for our, if you think about me, like me especially, I think about our family in particular. There are only maybe half a dozen people who have lived outside of the city of Pittsburgh for any meaningful length of time well are you, is that a dig no it's not no no no, no. I'm, okay I'm i was gonna say in, i lived in columbus at, for six I, years no that's, that's not i'm like, including you in that right okay. so i'm thinking about people so we have a we have a pretty large extended family we have 25 cousins on my mom's side we have five cousins on my dad's side so we have 30 total right and we're we're two of 30 i'm pretty sure i've i've no i, I feel I've, like we've counted this before i think it's 42 if you include our family Okay. Okay. Right. So it, it's there's, there's a hell of a lot of people in this. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. No. It's it's but extremely. The majority. Spread out. I, I'm I'm talking way too loud. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. The majority of people have stayed in Pittsburgh for most the majority of, most of their lives, and yeah. or all of their lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So for me, I mean, even among my close group of friends, a lot of them haven't really gone crazy in terms of of where they've lived. Right, like if you're talking like, oh, I lived in Greensburg, like no, that's still Pittsburgh. That like, I mean, I'm I'm know, even I'm I'm like, expanding it out to like even even as far west as like the Mississippi. Right, okay. I know people who have lived in Chicago. I know people who have lived like kind of in that location, even down to like Texas and but but east. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I feel like I'm one of the few who has gone west of the. Mississippi. Oh, okay, Mr. West Coaster. No, I'm just kidding. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here acting like I'm. This is like some crazy thing. People move across the country and do all that kind of stuff yeah. all the time. Oh, but, absolutely. But especially like when I think about my family, it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy. We have an aunt that lives in California who moved out there 40 years ago or something like that. And yeah, like a long time ago. Yeah, right. And and she, but she comes back a lot and all that kind of stuff. So when I when I tell you that I was asked about my story last night, I, I think it happened maybe 20 times. I, I <clears throat> talked to at least 20 people about what I was doing. I had to give this whole spiel about, yeah, I started in Boston. Then they, they said, hey, you're going to go to Oregon. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing it. Let's go to Oregon. Move to Oregon. Right. The first question when I say I live in Oregon. Oh, oh you Port- live in Portland? No. No. Not <laughs> even cl- like No, you live in the relatively arm- close, right? <laughs> you so, live in the elbow bend. So I of- started started in Pittsburgh. Um, if you have any any uh, knowledge of the geography of Pennsylvania and or the East Coast, I moved to Lancaster when I was twenty one to to do an internship. Um, that is about three and a half hours. It's effectively how far I am away from Portland, where I live in Oregon. Oregon oh, I is didn't not... realize it was that far. I thought it was closer. So if, if you're driving straight from Bend, it's three hours. Okay. So, yeah. so there's 
There's a lot of space. I mean, but it's it's like the most beautiful drive you've ever taken in your life. I've done the drive from Lancaster to Pittsburgh, Philly to Pittsburgh. I've gone to New York. I've come back to Pittsburgh. Boring as hell. Bo- even Boston, like driving through there. Even in the summertime when it's like very beautiful, or the fall when the leaves are changing, it's doesn't still, even compare. Yeah, not even relatively close. And I'm not. I'm again. I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm. Like, oh, how cool am I? I moved to the West Coast, all that shit. It doesn't compare. It's not even in the same same ballpark, not in the same area. It's not even the same sport. It's not. Yeah, I got you. It's like comparing apples and like like kiwis or something. That, they're still fruits. But so they're, it's they're, like, they're it's like, probably like apples they're much and further like, away than like three apples inch and nails. oranges. Like apples and oranges are like <laughs> two very basic fruits. Kiwi yeah. is like kind of like an exotic fruit. Apples and guavas. That's what I would say. Apples and guavas. <laughs> right. So so I'm at this wedding and I'm 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 getting winded from telling this story. Yeah, right? you should probably And just I I kind of feel bad it. because I was, you know, in <laughs> a few of the instances I, I had this like realization that I am talking way too much because I'm not really one to see. I mean, on this podcast, obviously, we we're both kind of <laughs> carrying it. Yeah, at, that's at part. So I have to talk a lot. But in general, I think that you'd probably agree with this. And I would say most of the people in the family would agree with this. I'm not one who's going to sit there and talk your ear off for no, hours and no. hours. So having to tell the story, I guess it's kind of nice that I could tell the same story over and over. I didn't have to worry about mixing it up all that much. But there were definitely times where I was I was being very self-conscious about, I'm talking way too much. I need to start moving the conversation to somebody else and yeah. not sound like I'm this very narcissistic person who... But now you have the because, story down. Because, you know, I, I was always <laughs> like, a, yeah, I know, it's, I love it. It's great. It's great. You know, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, I'm making, I'm doing great. I'm feeling great. <laughs> uh, that's a shout out. If Alex ever listens to this, he'll he'll call me out on that. But it's a reference. <laughs> he like should video on the internet. He should definitely listen to this. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So we, I spent a lot of time telling people what I'm doing, trying to describe, and I'm thinking the whole time like I need to I need to shorten this. I need to come up with a way to to very succinctly tell people what I'm doing, what it means, and why they should care about it. And but like very was, quickly in. <laughs> And I couldn't do it at the wedding, and so I just found myself like droning on about all this bullshit that no one really cares about. No, absolutely. Everybody's I live in Oregon. Like, uh-huh. I'm an engineer. You can like if I had to say it in like eight words, that's what I would say. <laughs> um, but it was it was a good time. You know, I, I enjoy kind of telling people about what I'm doing because it's it's somewhat interesting. Because I've I've never really been that interesting of a person. I don't think that I do enough <laughs> things. I don't think I'm I'm cool enough, and I don't think that I have enough hobbies that are interesting to talk about that it's cool that I can be like, oh yeah, I just I just moved across the country because well, I mean why the fuck not, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um more specifically, I'm gonna bring this back to beer in general, because this is a craft beer podcast after all. Oh thanks. So the they did not have any craft options at the at the wedding. Oh. Okay. And I don't I really do not think that that detracted from my enjoyment of the experience. That's yeah. fine. No, 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 that's absolutely fine. And I, let I me tell like, you why. I feel like you have a story behind this. So no, I don't. But I, I know for a fact that the 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 people who are hosting the wedding are not like crazy craft beer fans, and that is completely fine to me. Right? I've. Especially in the last couple of months here, I've I've kind of come come off 
being crazy about it, right? I think for the last like year and a half, up to two, three years now, we've been hitting craft breweries hard. When I was living in Boston, I was at a craft brewery like probably two, three times a week. Yeah. Even in Bend, when I first moved to Bend, I was at a craft brewery at least once a week because there's a shitload of them up there. And I, I still I still love craft beer. Don't get me wrong, all this stuff. But when you're at a wedding with 250 plus people, craft beer is expensive. It It adds up and you can't really get kegs of it. That's true. That's very That's true. That's the biggest thing. And, and so early on, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to even get a Trogues or, or a, a, some, like a Flying Dog or anything like that. That's some of the bigger crap or, or Sam Adams or whatever it was. It was a Yingling and it was Miller Lite, right? Fair enough. Two, two Pennsylvania staples, right? I mean, if you... Miller, Miller is everybody's staple. Yeah, right. Here. So, so yeah. you have... Right, Miller staple everywhere. Yingling, Pennsylvania staple. Yeah, haven't had a Yingling in a year and a half. Fair enough, or more, two years. I don't know, something like that. Had a Yingling, love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a- Easy drinking. One of the you know one of the best beers to just buy if you don't know what people drink because everybody kind of likes it. It's not great. It's not. I'm not gonna go out of my way. Right. I'm not gonna be like, oh god, I need a Yingling right now. Let me fly across the country. Just a great beer for a wedding, because everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. It's and and this wedding was made up of mostly people from Pittsburgh, so obviously they're drinking Yingling all the time. Right. And Miller. But I don't think it it didn't detract from the experience whatsoever. And. Obviously, you know, you're trying to find stuff that's like pretty affordable, right? And Yingling and Miller are both very affordable. You can you can buy kegs and kegs and kegs of that for fairly cheap. Yeah. At the same time, I would have loved to see a craft beer, but just like as not, an option, like right, a case of sixty minute or something. But yeah. it's you know, it's just not the type of wedding that it was at. Yeah. And that's fine. Moving forward, like I would I would love to see more of that more of craft options at, at, and, and I think we had, we had that our discussion on this, uh, before, like in the beginning, before the summer started Yeah, about like what we wanted to see at, at weddings and, and family reunions and that kind of thing. And I think that it's, it's more of a, uh, pipe dream than actual occurrence, but I know that a lot of people are going to be getting together for football games and stuff like that. And that it's not the 250 people, gatherings Mm -hmm. but at the same time i think a lot of people are going to be doing like bottle shares and can shares and stuff like that that maybe with your core group of 15 or 20 people works a lot better yeah and i i think that it's it'll be interesting to see over the next five ten years right that's a where where craft beer kind of like takes a foothold in in like society in general and like you know, where you start seeing people leaning towards craftier type beers than just stuff that's widely available, right? And again, until I, I think it becomes way cheaper than it is, you might not see it. But you, you you'll see people kind of bring it into their 
events a little like slowly, right? And so I they'll, think they'll, like you're that, saying, a case of a case of something, or or uh, maybe a one keg of something that's crafty, or a couple of kegs, as opposed to like having six kegs each of like Miller Lite and and Yingling. Yeah, one thing I will say that I think we see more often now are like holiday parties, right? Like, um, like the the Christmas beer share where like people will bring a six pack and everybody trades around and gets like their own six pack to take home. That kind of thing I think is picking up. So I feel like eventually it's going to get to that point where, oh, I'm going to bring two or three four packs from Hitchhiker, DG, you know, whatever. Like. And, and really just to expose people who are maybe from out of town or, you know, like that kind of thing to new stuff, right? And I think that's where we're at now. And I feel like that's going to grow exponentially. So you see like these reunions, graduation parties, blah, 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 whatever else that maybe you're not getting a case of it, but you're getting maybe a couple of different like, oh, let me half pour of this, half pour of that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, right. but um as we wrap up this week, I do want to hit on what Trevor um, corrected last week. Uh, <laughs> so Trevor's been listening for a long time now, and he uh, he will tend to text me the inaccuracies from the week before. And so we're going to try to do this every week, but... Um, I don't know if he's going to actually respond every week, so we'll see how that goes. But the um, the corrections from last week were... Trogue started outside of Hershey despite wanting to open in Hershey initially. Hershey didn't want an alcohol producer on their good Christian town, but later realized how much business Trogues was getting, and they expanded there. I'm pretty sure of this. <laughs> <laughs> that was his. That was his text message. We we have to continue Thursday. to preserve good Christian towns. So I agree with Hershey's uh, initial opinion on that. <laughs> All right. So Clear, clearly a joke. If you know anything about me in recent months. <laughs> uh, so Trogue started in Harrisburg, to be exact. Uh, that was that was his other uh, point. But um, so he came over on Saturday night. We had a moxa stout that was brewed with toppling Goliath out of Minnesota. I toppling think. Goliath, yeah, there somewhere up north, Minnesota, Iowa, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. But man, that beer was phenomenal. And then uh, he also brought over uh, the Hollow from the Vale, which is a like a single adjunct stout that they're doing and. I'll be honest, it didn't hold up to the moxa, but we drank the moxa first. So it was kind of doomed to fail anyway. Um, otherwise, I think uh, I think that's all I have. Uh, coming up this week, there are... Uh, there's nothing really stand out that I can think of. I know Dancing Gnome has their collaboration with Burley Oak coming up in a couple weeks. Um, which I'm really excited about, but otherwise I don't really have a whole lot on what's coming up. Uh, we'll be at juicy brews on the 21st. Don't forget about steel cities fall festival on the 28th. And, uh, I think that's really it for me, Jake, you got any, uh, travel that you're doing anything you're going to San Francisco. Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep rolling this, <coughs> this like constant state of, exha- of exhaustion that I'm, 
I'm suffering through right now uh, into next week. So I'll be I'll be flying back to Bend tomorrow morning. I'll be in Bend for five six days. Um, next Sunday is when I'll be flying out to San Francisco. So I'll fly into Oakland, spend a week out there because um, I am eventually moving down there for for work, but. <clears throat> My plan is to try to get around to some local places if I can. I don't know exactly where that will take me, but stay tuned. Um, I'm going to be making a point of getting on this podcast, if not every week, every, you know, maybe other week or, you know, we'll just kind of work it out. Sounds good. Play it by Um, ear. We are going to try to have a guest on next week from Drunk Planet Glassware. Um, Check out their glasses. They have a couple on sale right now. Um, Abba Zabba is their standby. They also had pre-orders going for the um, Nightmare Before Christmas. And it's uh, obviously a take on the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, yeah, did you have to explain that? No, I really uh. didn't. Uh, so we're going to try to have uh, Phil, is his name, on next week. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Sunday because the Steelers play Sunday night. So... We'll, uh, we'll figure that out, but thank you guys for listening again. Um, I think we covered a lot and a wide range of things. Um, Jake, what are we drinking? So, so there's a beer. Nick pulled this out. It's called We've Been Out Here in Orbit. There. Out there in orbit. Out there in orbit. There's a T <laughs> at the beginning of the fourth word in that <laughs> sentence. Um, it tastes like I, I just melted a Hershey's chocolate bar. Oh, it's so good. Threw it into a glass. It's incredible. Um, Incredible. So uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna conclude the episode this week. Uh, Yeah, this is really really happy to be back home for a few days here. Um, Again, shout out to uh, Abby and Richard for getting married this weekend. Thank you very much for allowing us to be a part of your special day. Um, and I'm looking forward to the anniversary parties uh, every year for the next, I guess, infinity infinity years. Um, so thank, thank you guys for listening and, uh, we'll catch you soon. All right. Glasses up. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far. So why don't you go and follow us on social media at the weekly recap on Instagram at the weekly recap one on Twitter or email us the weekly recap one at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week.